Hey, you guys, just want to share an amazing opportunity with you. We have the five-day business accelerator challenge starting on March 23rd, 2022. Now, interestingly enough, two years ago, I launched a digital summit with zero experience. We managed to generate 2,147 leads. Be on the front, I was on the front cover of a huge US magazine and able to generate over 50,000 pounds worth of new income in less than seven weeks from start to launch. Like I said, zero experience. And what we're going to be doing during this challenge is I'm going to share the secrets about how you can run your own summit. Now, I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you're great at what you do, but you're also the best kept secret in the world? Well, that was me before I started running summits. Now, guess what? What you need is visibility, but the, but there are speaking events out there. There's podcasts out there. There's lives. There's YouTube. But the problem is, is that you're competing in such a competitive space, and it's easy to go unnoticed. What you need is huge visibility, uh, but you also need to create your own opportunities. And this is we're going to teach you. We're going to give you the framework about how you can go about doing that. Now, listen. None of the gurus are teaching you any of this. None of the big guys are teaching you any of this. This is this is a challenge that you are is going to be absolutely epic on so many levels. I'm going to be bringing in some of my friends who are some of, some of the best thought leaders in the world. We're going to be sharing with you how to build your vision, how to create your message, how to piggyback off of influencers' brands in order to build your own brand. I'm going to show you. I'm going to share you with you how to monetize and, and monetize all of this. And it's going to be absolutely epic. So for more information, click on the link below. Or what you can do is you can go to businessacceleratorchallenge.com. That's businessacceleratorchallenge.com and find out more information. But otherwise, I'll, fit, I'll see you on the challenge, March 23rd, 2022. Take care, Bobby. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have an absolutely amazing guest on the show. Uh, someone that I've been following for probably most of my entrepreneurial journey, and his name is Michael Gerber. And now Michael is the author of the New York Times best-selling book, The E-Myth. Now, you probably would have heard about that because it was written back in 1985. That was the original publication. And uh, along with 28 other coaching books as well in the series of The E-Myth as well, uh, he sold over 5 million that's 5 million copies of the book. Wall Street named it uh, the E-Myth as the, uh, the best business book of all time. Uh, Michael himself has actually been voted, uh, according to Inc. Magazine, as the small business guru as well, according to Inc. Magazine. So that was, that was amazing. And apart from that, he um, some of the work that he does is absolutely amazing. He's been in the business for 40 plus years and uh, we're going to be talking a lot about some of his insights. We're going to be talking a lot about what he's working on. And, uh, and honestly, it's a true honor uh, to be uh, speaking along with Michael. So without further ado, Michael, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Adam. A delight to be here. Awesome. Great to have you. Well, listen, um, interestingly enough, I mean, 
I mean, 40 plus years. I mean, you, you, you started this, what, around 1977, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yep, 1977. We founded our first business development firm. It was called the Michael Thomas Corporation. I was Michael. He was Thomas. <laughs> and we went to work on the Michael Thomas Corporation to invent small business development coaching. Wow. So you were at the forefront of when business coaching and mentoring was really very much in the infancy uh, stages, you know, because coaching and mentoring really wasn't really that well known, especially business coaching. Would you agree? Business coaching was in the womb when we started. <laughs> it wasn't even on the planet. It hadn't been born yet. We gave birth to business coaching. That's insane. And, and it's amazing now we see how the industry has evolved, you know, and it has evolved. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have to share some funny stories and stuff like that. So, um, but um, today, really looking forward to today's conversation. I just want to give a big shout out to our good friend, Dr. Ivan Meisner, because Ivan had actually introduced us, didn't he? And uh, Ivan's such a lovely gentleman. He, um, For you guys that are listening in and you're probably thinking, who is Ivan Meisner? Ivan was actually on our podcast about three, four weeks ago. And he's the visionary behind BNI. Business Network International. So if you haven't already checked that out, make sure you go back and listen to that. But how did you guys meet? I just wanted to find out about how you and Ivan met because he, he speaks very highly of you, Michael. Well, Ivan and I met through my book, The E-Myth Revisited. Okay. Ivan was, had started BNI <clears throat> operating out of his kitchen at home <laughs> with his first two employees. And as he tells the story, he read the E-Myth Revisited and it blew his ever-loving mind. The whole idea of franchising BNI was born in the book, The E-Myth Revisited. Mm. And um, from that point in time, he has followed it explicitly by going to work on BNI to invent the system at the heart of BNI, which enabled him to scale it exponentially worldwide. And so I take credit, if you will, <laughs> for Ivan's growth. I was always fascinated to understand the real story behind it. So you basically facilitated you know, the, the, uh, the wonders, or not just the wonders, but the success behind how BNI has become the way it is today. I, I absolutely agree with that statement <laughs> completely. And of course, Ivan does as well. Love it. Um, and that's why Ivan referred you to me uh, and suggested that we have this conversation. Absolutely. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, that's cool. Um, so listen, I want to get really into this now because I know we've got a lot of ground to cover and I'm looking forward to our conversations. We've got a lot of things to cover. So for you guys that are listening in, by the way, if you haven't got a notebook and pen handy, make sure that you stop what you're listening to right now. Go get a notebook and pen handy because we're going to give you guys a masterclass like no other. It's going to be absolutely epic. Anyway, you worked with... In short, every single one of you, I'm saying this to every single individual listening to us right now mm -hmm. who will be listening to us in the future as more and more and more and more and more would be entrepreneurs, could be entrepreneurs, uh, never will be entrepreneurs. Uh, <laughs> listen in, hear me. What we're going to share is core 
to scaling a company of one mm. and converting it into a company of 1,000. Yep. And we have accomplished that literally millions of times throughout the world. So wherever you happen to be, if you're in India, if you're in Taiwan, if you're in, it matters not where you are because where you are makes absolutely no difference. This is what I'm going to share with Adam, the universal principle underlying entrepreneurship universally. And so get this, this is not simply another coaching exercise. <laughs> this is existential. You got it? So I think you guys get the point now. And, uh, and I just, that was, that was great, by the way. So let's get into this now, because I really want you to make sure that you are paying full attention. So let's get straight in. So listen, I know that you've been working with entrepreneurs for, let's see, 43 plus years, maybe more. You're going to correct me if I'm wrong, by the way. Um, now you've identified four main personalities and, and you talk about it in the e-myth uh, a lot, the four personalities. What are those four personalities and how are those core foundations which are i suppose needed to grow a strong company i'd love to let's talk a little bit about that because i'm fascinated to learn well, more let, about that let me speak about it from a, a, a bit different context okay let's do that um let's parse uh, the word entrepreneur yeah let's do that because nobody actually does that what <laughs> is an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is four distinct people. Mm -hmm. An entrepreneur is four distinct people. If he's not four distinct people, he is not an entrepreneur. Those four people are, count them, the dreamer, the thinker, the storyteller, and the leader. And when I say that, that isn't shtick. That, that is literal. A dreamer, a thinker, a storyteller, a leader. A dreamer has a dream. A thinker has a vision. A storyteller has a purpose. And a leader has a mission. So in order to invent a scalable enterprise, one must build that upon a dream, a vision, a purpose, and a mission. So the question becomes, what is your dream? What is your vision? What is your purpose? What is your mission? And when I started out in 1977, we had a dream, a vision, a purpose, and a mission. Our dream at the outset of the Michael Thomas Corporation, which ultimately became Gerber Business Development Corporation, which ultimately became the Emith Academy, which ultimately became Emith Worldwide, which ultimately spread out to become Michael E. Gerber companies. Our dream was, let me say it, to transform the state of small business worldwide. Wow. That was the great result we intended to produce at the outset way back then in 1977, before we ever did anything. That's insane. Our vision was to invent 
the McDonald's of small business development services. What in the hell did I mean by that? <laughs> McDonald's is the most successful small business in the world. So if McDonald's is the most successful small business in the world, then obviously everyone wants to emulate what Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's did and how we did it. Yep. How do you create the most successful small business in the world like Ray Kroc did? The third step in this process, what was our purpose? Our purpose then in 1977, get it? Our dream to transform the state of small business worldwide, our vision to invent the McDonald's of small business development services. Our purpose was that every small business owner can be as successful as a McDonald's franchisee if they follow our system, if they follow our paradigm. And finally, our vision. Our vision way back then in 1977 was to invent the business development system mm -hmm. upon which our dream, our vision, and our purpose would depend. Dream, vision, purpose, mission. Dream, vision, purpose, mission, which is the platform upon which every great growing company will be built. Oh my God, every <laughs> single one who's listening to me right now, if they intend to scale their company from a company of one to a company of 1,000, like B and I did, like 1-800-GOT-JUNK did, like Infusionsoft did, I could go on and 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 mention all of the remarkable companies who have been built upon this premise. Everybody gets to do it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. You know, so I have a question. So I have a challenging question. Well, it's a challenging question from my perspective. Oh my God, not a challenging <laughs> question. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So you talk about the four, like you've talked about the four things, right? The dream, the vision, uh, the purpose and the mission, right? Get that. That's easy. That's the sync. Now, I want to go back to the dream thing because when I think of the dream, right? I think of fluff. I think of airy fairy stuff, right? And and I and I really want and, and and you know do you know what I mean? So I I, I really want to make sure that there is a our dream isn't fluff. Our <laughs> dream is hard, hard, hard. Yeah. To transform the state of small business worldwide isn't a fluff. Nope. It requires something absolutely critical to occur. Yep. I agree. First of all, one has to understand the word transform. What do you mean by transform when you say it? It means to transmogrify. It means to completely reinvent. It means to completely restate what a small business is yep. and how one works and why one works and why one doesn't. So there's nothing fluff about anything we describe here, Adam. <laughs> and anybody who's ever tried it knows fluff doesn't work. 
Yep. Fluff is bullshit. Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. But here's the thing, right? So there are so many dreamers versus someone that creates a dream, right? You're, you'll know that you're, you, I've clearly made the distinction. And do you believe that people have this imagination, call it imagination, whatever you want to call it, or disillusion that their dream is either a, a uh, should we say, not real or it's well it's not that it's not real but it's unrealistic do you want to understand what i mean there's no there there hear me when we started in 1977 and explicated our dream yes it was the entire justification for starting our company got it our company's life was forged around the dream we created for it. Why are we here? Why are we here? Why are we here? That was the question we kept on asking. Well, we're here to do this. We're here to do that. No, 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 no. But why are we here? What's the reason for that? Why are ultimately we're going to do when we're finally done? What is our legacy going to be? And ultimately the dream statement came from that got it you got to be tough as nails <laughs> in order to actually do what i said we were going to do i agree that's good i like it very cool good answer now i wanted um i've actually what one of the things that i love about our tribe our community um I, we love to reach out to our tribe and we love to get them involved and this uh this what this particular question actually came from one of our one of our tribal members Sean Goldsmith and he asked by the way um Michael he said because he's a big fan of the EMS and a big fan of yourself he says what has changed in franchising since you wrote the EMS nothing 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 nothing's Ab changed nothing's changed is is easy absolutely nothing's changed it's still stupid <laughs> in short unfortunately very small percentage of franchise companies have done what ray Kroc did at mcdonald's true in short mcdonald's is a business format franchise and at the heart of a business format franchise is this is who we are this is what we do this is how we do it explicitly yep. exactly in order to produce what we produced that must be replicable in every single solitary store worldwide. The brand dies or comes alive in its ability to replicate the exact process by which it produces the McDonald's outcome. Got it. Got that it. business format franchise is crucial to my message. So we don't just do it any old way. <laughs> we do it our way. The golden arches. Absolutely. 
And I'm a big fan of them, by the way, because I used to work for McDonald's for eight and a half years before I got into entrepreneurship. There you go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but who hasn't had a McDonald's? Who hasn't had a job at McDonald's? I mean, seriously, it's crazy. But you know, and this is some of the things that that, that this is the reason why I resonate with our conversation. We talk about McDonald's because I worked for them for eight and a half years and stuff like that. And and a good friend of mine actually. Who's one of our one of our team uh, one of our uh, uh, people in our network, and she actually worked for McDonald's for twenty five years. Oh, um, I know it's crazy. Well, you bring this up just <laughs> two days ago. Yes, I spent a full day at the IFA, the International Franchise Association. Yes, uh, signing books to franchisers and franchisees alike who came up to me and said, Michael Gerber, are you kidding me? We give <laughs> your book away to every one of our franchisees. Now think about that. Crazy. Think about that. And in every single case, I had to say to them, are you like McDonald's? And of course they would love to say, but of course we are, but of course they're not. <laughs> they say they but are, but on the other hand, this picture, yeah, the rigor of the system. Agreed. It's all good. All right, cool. Let's move on. Um, interestingly enough, I, I, it's a, it, I suppose there's another question for one of our tribal tribal change makers, and they've asked, "What advice or checklist or process, whatever you want to call it, would you give to?" new or experienced entrepreneurs that need to create systems and processes in their, in, their, in, their, in their business? Because that's normally like a big sticking point for a lot of people because they feel like it's too complicated, I guess. But do you have a checklist or, or is that in the e-myth? Well, of course I have a checklist. Now, let me <laughs> say the checklist resides at the heart of what we call the eightfold path. Okay. So hear me, the eightfold path, do you have a dream? Checklist number one. Do you have a vision? Checklist number two. Do you have a purpose? Checklist number three. Do you have a mission? Checklist number four. Do you have a client fulfillment system at the heart of the job? What is the job at your client fulfillment system? And is that client fulfillment system documented and implemented exactly as it's documented by every single individual within the job to deliver it in exactly the same way it's intended to do. Mm -hmm. Checklist, 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 checklist. The next step is the practice. Yes. So get yes. it. The dream, the vision, the purpose, the mission, the job, which is the client fulfillment system, the practice which is the client acquisition system plus the client fulfillment system, which I call your three-legged stool, lead mm. generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. Your franchise prototype is the practice. Your franchise prototype is the practice. The next step is the business. And the business is nothing other than up to seven turnkey practices. So let's say you're a chiropractor, seven turnkey chiropractic practices, seven turnkey accounting practices, seven turnkey HVAC contractor 
practices, doesn't matter what the business is, doesn't matter what the market is, doesn't matter what the, you understand, a business is nothing other than up to seven turnkey practices plus a turnkey management system. A business is up to seven turnkey practices plus a turnkey management system. And there you have the business format prototype. And the final step is the enterprise. And the enterprise is nothing other than up to seven turnkey businesses plus a turnkey leadership system. Oh my God, checklist, <laughs> checklist, do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? And the answer is, Adam, unfortunately, no, 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 I don't. And that's why 97% of all small businesses fail before they will reach their yeah. 10th anniversary. What you were saying before around, uh, around what you were talking about was it brought memories back when I worked at McDonald's and they had these, not just checklists, but they had these sheets of paper. And on the sheets of paper, it would show you how to cook a Big Mac, cook a quarter pounder. It would be like literally a step-by-step -step guide, a Homer Simpson's guide to how to cook a quarter pounder with cheese. And I was like, why is why why does this happen and now you've just explained to me you need the documentation you need to have the turnkey management and all of this is kind of clicking to me now it's like now i get it now i get it right <laughs> of course Absolutely. you understand you have a picture of what you wish to occur yeah in your business absolutely but in order for that to occur you've got to explicate exactly how the picture is completed. Yep. A Big Mac isn't a Big Mac unless it's done like this. Absolutely. Interesting. Love Got it. it. It's, fa it's fascinating. I love it. And, and I love, and I love uh, reading the, uh, the Ray Kroc, uh, watching the Ray Kroc movie. I remember the, uh, the Ray Kroc movie that they did, which uh, I can't yes. remember the name of the name of the movie, but it was well, very well orchestrated and it was very well put together. And it really put um, it really put across to what Ray Crick's Ray Crock's uh, dream, vision, mission, and and uh, and purpose was. And it was really good. Orchestration. Absolutely. You used yeah. the word orchestration. It's orchestration. exactly what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen. Here's an interesting thought. So, listen. I've been an entrepreneur for just over thirty years now. You've been an entrepreneur for forty plus years. You've helped hundreds and thousands of clients from around the world. But what I'd love to do is I'd love to discuss about growth cycles and why businesses get stuck within a growth cycle. And one of the things that fascinates me, Michael, is that when a business goes through growth, they tend to get stuck at certain stages within that growth cycle. I'd love to have a conversation about why you believe businesses get stuck and they stay there for months, if not years. And they like it's like they power, they get paralyzed. I don't know what the hell happens. But what do you think the reason why these guys get stuck, and what what prevents a, a business from moving forwards? Well, they don't have a process for moving to the next step. Mm. So understand that's why the eightfold path is so crucial mm. because it eliminates that getting stuck. 
In short, until the job is done, until the client fulfillment system is created, you don't get to go on to step number four. Until the job is completed, you don't get to go to the practice. Right. Until the practice is completed, you don't get to go to the business. Until the business is completed, you don't get to go to the enterprise. Every step leads to the step that follows. And there are very specific benchmarks that need to be concluded in each step. Yep. It's the lack of that that creates stuck. Yep. Very cool. Love it. Very good. And uh, and and I love the, I love the the fact that you know you're so on ball when it comes to the answer to the questions. I just want to say that's the way that I love to work. You kind of like on sync. Love it. Very cool. Um, <laughs> in, interesting enough, because I know we were talking before uh, we jumped on here. We we're talking about acquisitions. Now, one of the things that really fascinates me, Michael, especially in should we say these interesting times, um, is that. You know, one of the stats and statistics that statistics that I came across, I think it was about a month ago. And one of the things that, that I found out was that over 16,000 business owners literally either wind their business down or close their business without an exit plan or an exit strategy. Now, we know, being experts, the importance of having an exit plan, an exit strategy. But I, I feel like entrepreneurs, they just, they miss the ticket there, right? They, they create what you say in the e-myth, they create themselves a job, a just over broke type of format. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, you know, okay, so you need, I'm convinced about an exit strategy or an exit plan. Okay, what are the things that I need to be looking for and, and stuff like that? Let's Let's have a conversation about that. I'd love to find out what your thoughts are. Well, hear me, first of all, let's have a conversation about the word. Yep. Um, you talk about entrepreneurs who, well, hear me, the, the first mistake you make is calling them entrepreneurs. They're not. True. They're what I call technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. <laughs> they created a job for themselves. So 99% of all new businesses are nothing other than jobs for the people who own them. True. They got rid of the boss and they became their own boss. And now they're working for a lunatic. <laughs> so saying there's no exit strategy begs the question. There is no growth strategy. There is no enterprise strategy. There is no business development strategy. There is no strategy at all. <laughs> It's just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 busy. That's where the vast majority of small business owners live. So to expect them to have an exit strategy is absurd. Exit from what? <laughs> They're going to sell a job? Is that the exit? Who wants to buy one? Just another technician suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. I but agree. Why would they buy a job when they already own a job? The only reason for it would be the job 
we're selling to them is better than the job they've got. <laughs> Good point. But it's still a job. Entrepreneurs don't create a job. Entrepreneurs create an enterprise. Yep. Love it. Important. So, 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 so important. I agree 100%. And, and you know, it's interesting how, it, how you've articulated that in such a, such a great way because I'm you're so on board with this you know and I'm so in agreement with what you're saying 100% um I want to talk a little bit about because I know that you've been working over the last few years you you talk a little bit about the uh the dreaming room which we talked a little bit about off air and how it's evolved and stuff like that but let's talk a little bit about the dreaming room and how does it apply to today's climate I'd love to talk about that have you read this book I haven't personally uh, uh, read that book no Okay, so Adam, I'm, I'm getting in your face here. <laughs> getting in your face here. Um, the heart of this book, Awakening the Entrepreneur Within, is the dreaming room. Got it. You read this book, you'll understand the dream, the vision, the purpose, the mission, and the extreme purpose of all that. And why... Nobody who's listening to us right now who hasn't read this book and done this book will ever successfully grow and realize the end game of a great growing company. Never do it. Right. Except by accident. Hear me. Nobody will. Everybody's listening to me right now, wherever they may be, in India, in, in Taiwan, in um, Scandinavia, wherever the hell they might be. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. Until and unless you do explicitly what I'm describing to you here, you will never succeed as an entrepreneur. You will crash and freaking burn. And by the way, this guy, he's not lying, everybody, because like I said, he's been around for 40 plus years, right? <laughs> Most people. Who? Oh, me. Yes. You, exactly, right? Yes. <laughs> Actually over half a century. There you go. See, half a century of doing what he does. And he's still as passionate and as, <laughs> and as enthusiastic as he was from day one. How cool is that? I'm more passionate today because I keep on seeing everybody making the same mistakes over and over and over and, over and the same bullshit answers <laughs> to them. And, um, you know, you, you said that when, when I created the coaching industry, which is yes. really what we did, and you talked about all of the companies in the coaching business, um, you have to understand that they are not doing the good work. They're prolonging the bad work. <laughs> so true. So true. Love it. Very cool. Excellent. Um, interestingly enough, um, here's a really interesting question. I just thought to myself, and it may or may not, well, to me, it's an inter intellectual question. There's no such thing as a stupid question, as I like to call, as I say to people. But how do the principles of e-myth apply to the digital world because we go through you know we've been through the industrial revolution we've been through 
the information age. We're now moving into the digital revolution, which is kind of more of a people demanding flexible working, people demanding more of a hybrid way of working. But how do the principles of e-myth apply to the digital world? And do they apply or are they the same? Of course. But of course, what is digital? It's simply a system. True. What's a system? It's e-myth. Effectively, I'm saying lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. The lead generation system, the lead conversion system, the client fulfillment system. Whether that's digital or analog, it doesn't make any difference. It's the system, stupid. Step one, <laughs> step two, step three, step four, automated. So everything we've spoken about has right. come full circle with AI. And understand it's a perfect expression for the reality today. AI, artificial intelligence. I'm not talking about artificial intelligence. I'm talking about authentic intelligence. And authentic intelligence requires the creation that Walt Disney called Imagineering. Disney Imagineering. Imagineering is what great entrepreneurs do. Imagineering is what great companies do. Imagineering is what, in fact, all of this is about. Love it. Very cool. Fantastic. Now, the E-Myth, which was written in 1985, long time ago. In fact, I was only four years old, to be exact. Okay. Uh, so that, so now, now people are going to work out, what, what age is Adam now? now? You've already worked it out, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. But, um, but how does E-Myth differ from Beyond the E-Myth? How are the two books different? Because I haven't read the Beyond the E-Myth. Well, Beyond the E-Myth describes this process I'm calling the Eightfold Path. Got it. The original E-Myth described your primary aim, your strategic objective, your organizational strategy, your marketing strategy, your management strategy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you look at the seven steps in E-Myth, revisited, um, you'll understand the context yes. as we've transformed it now into the Eightfold Path. Got it. That was an easy question to answer, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> so that's beyond the E-Myth. Beyond Perfect. the E-Myth. The evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six. You follow me? Yep, absolutely, 100%. Well, so anybody who's listening to us right now, Adam, if they don't get this, I mean, I couldn't be more explicit when I say this. I'm not saying sort of like maybe, I'm saying exactly like this. <laughs> he's being definitive, ladies and gentlemen. Like he's being definitively. <laughs> he's so unfortunately. <laughs> it's the secret underlying the creation of a great growing enterprise. Love it. Very cool. Now, I know that you've been working. So I want to go back to um, our previous question, which was around the dreaming room. And I want to talk a little bit about how you've evolved that, because we were talking about it off air, weren't you? Um, and what, what you've been working on, especially over the last couple of years, but love to more, learn more about what you're working on in terms of the dream room and how is it evolved and how it may sort of benefit and help our audience. 
Well, very, very simply, it has always been, and it will always be, I'm in my 86th year. Wow. Um, it will always be, um, for time immemorial, the legacy is looking for the best way to do what it is we're setting out to do. Yes. And what is it we're setting out to do? To transform the state of small business worldwide. And in order to do that, we had to transform the state of entrepreneurship worldwide. And when we do that, we will have transformed the state of economic development worldwide. I want you to accept this very simple principle that if what we teach works universally, matters not with the product, matters not with the service, matters not who the guy is, matters not what their experience is, matters not what vertical market we're talking about, whether it be chiropractic or accounting, doesn't make any difference. It's a universal process for growing a company of one, me, to a company of 1,000, all of us, to produce a great growing enterprise. That's the outcome. If that works, Adam, and it works every single time when one works it, if that works, obviously we have created the secret underlying successful economic development. And if that's true, we can apply that to kids in junior high school. Yep. In high school, as we develop the new entrepreneur within every single one of them, creators all, creators all. So I like to say, born in the image of God, born to create, born to create a world fit for God, we get to do that. Oh my God, how extraordinary that is. Absolutely, 100%. You know, what I love about your, uh, love about you, uh, Michael. Now for me, I love energy. And for someone of your age, right? I've never come across someone that is in their 80s that have so much energy and enthusiasm. Literally, I don't know about you guys that are listening in, but it's infectious. Like seriously, like Michael's been around for so long and he knows what, what works and what doesn't work. It's insane about how much he's on ball and so in tune with today's market and industry it's absolutely insane so i just want to applaud you for that it's absolutely ama ama amazing um i know we're coming Thank towards you. i know we're coming towards the end of our interview but i want i have to ask you this tell us a little bit about the hat because i know that you love hats especially the hat that you wear or that you're wearing right now even though you guys some <laughs> you guys might, might be listening uh, in. Let, let, let me explain it <laughs> very very simple um i was um approached by a group of rabbis okay who were reading the emith revisited uh -huh. and they were chabad rabbis c-h-a-b-a-d chabad rabbis okay and the rabbi called me and he said we've been reading your book and we wonder if you'd come visit us um, in orange county so you can talk about the emith and how it would apply to our synagogue. Oh, cool. 
That's different. And I said, but of course. So I went to visit and there were nine of them. And um, of course, um, they handed me a yarmulke to put on my head. Uh -huh. I am the traditional wandering Jew. <laughs> I, I'm not actively engaged in Judaism, <laughs> but I am a Jew. So I put the yarmulke on. And of course, when I got done with them, I took the yarmulke off. And from that point on, I began to work with the rabbis um, online with rabbis around the world. Wow. Teaching the emeth to them. <laughs> and when I'd have face-to-face -face meetings, I'd put the yarmulke on and I'd take the yarmulke off. But Got one it. day I get done with the meeting with the rabbi and I think to myself, why don't I keep the yarmulke on? Ah. So from that point, I kept the yarmulke on. So I'm going to speaking events and I've got a yarmulke on. I'm going down a hotel and I got the yarmulke on. I'm in an elevator and I got the yarmulke on. Well, one day I'm driving from my home in San Marcos, California, past the university. And a car drives up behind me uh -huh. And a car drives up alongside of me, and a car in front of me slows down. Holy crap. And then they begin to yell at me, dirty Jew, dirty Jew, dirty Jew. And I was shocked. Oh, my gosh. Now, hear, oh my... Me. hear me. I'm not a kid. Right. I've been a Jew since I was born in 1936. It's never happened to me. I've never experienced anti-Semitism, but I suddenly did, and I took my yarmulke off. And the next meeting I had with a rabbi, I explained it to him. I was mortified, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he said, Mikhail, what do you think it's like being a Jew? And I said, I never knew. Wow. So go forward uh, several months. Uh -huh. And my wife and I are on the beach on the East Coast. And we're walking down the boardwalk. Uh -huh. And we walk by a store called the Panama Hat Store. And I look in the store and I see this hat. And I said, I'm going to get one. And the Panama hat replaced the yarmulke. Ah, interesting. Interesting. So I'm a hiding Jew behind my Panama hat, <laughs> which is my yarmulke, which enables me to show my respect for the Lord by keeping my head covered at all times. Love it. That's the story underlying the Panama hat. <laughs> you know, and, and when I, because I mean, when I first came across you many, many years ago, it was this like, your hat was always a distinction that really distincts you yes. from everybody oh, else. It's like, why the fuck does he wear the hat? I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, and I, I, I don't tell the story. I don't tell the story, but seldom. 
no, no. In no. any case, now you understand where the hat came from. Absolutely, 100%. Very cool. Well, listen, I know that we're coming towards the end of our interview. And, and listen, this has been a ball of a time. I've literally been enjoying myself so much with you. And <laughs> I, we could pretty much talk for America. I reckon, I, reckon we, I, I reckon we could pretty much talk for America. But I know that we're very conscious of time. But listen, I know that our audience love to, uh, you know, love um, help our speakers and 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 uh, what we'd love to know more about what you're working on and if there's anything that we can do for you. I'm working on the new dreaming room. The old dreaming room was a live event um, over three days. Yes, I call it the brick and mortar event, um, <laughs> and we'd have 60, 70, 100 small business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call them, come to the dreaming room to discover their dream, their vision, their purpose, and their mission. Well, when the pandemic hit, obviously that became a thing of the past. <laughs> True. Um, so the question then was, well, can we do it online? And we went to work on it to design, build, launch, and grow the new dreaming room online. So now every single person listening to us here <laughs> can join me live online in the new dreaming room to discover your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission on the way to design, build, launch, and grow your great growing company. Love it. That's my invitation to everybody who's listening to us right now and forever in the future, Adam. Fantastic. So send them to me and we will transform their lives through the invention of great growing companies. Love it, love it, love it, and and I and, and I'm assuming the best, probably the best way to contact Michael is through the links below, right? Yes. Well, I asked Jordan. Jordan will share the the the, the website and the link and blah 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 Absolutely. and get all that from him. Awesome, guys. So listen, hope that you first of all, guys, I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed mine and Michael's uh, great interview. I'm, I'm sure that you've got. I mean, I literally have got a whole pages of notes and, and stuff like that from, from our conversation. And I hope you've done exactly the same. But what's really important, especially when we're doing things like this, is practical application. So theory is great. Don't be one of those sponges that write stuff down and then it goes on the notebook and take goes on the shelf and it gathers dust. I'm all about implementation. Make sure that you take these notes, implement what Michael is actually teaching you. You know, this stuff works. He's been doing it for half a century. I mean, come on, if that's not convincing you, I don't know what is. Anyway, just want to say, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And my delight and get in touch with me about the point that we made about acquisition. Absolutely, 100%. Listen, guys, hope you've enjoyed today. And uh, for more information about Michael and Michael's new dreaming room, please do me a favor, go on the links below, connect with him, put a personal message there, and also just say to him that you listen to him on the podcast, and then he can put two and two together, and he'll connect you with his team. So from me and Michael, have a great day whenever you're listening to this, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care, and see you soon. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers Experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review. It doesn't matter, one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer, on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changers Experience. Take care. See you soon.